0: grace alone through faith alone and Christ alone through scripture alone to the glory of God alone. This solar brother is not alone. Welcome back everyone to the solar brother podcast. I am your solar brother, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today. I am going to be brief today. uh, And here's why I have a lot of things to get done. (laughs) Obviously, uh, I live my life just like the rest of you, hopefully, uh, according or or as closely as possible to the scripture and and pursuing and and uh, striving for perfection through uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and through his word. Um, but then you got stuff to do. You got work and you got kids and you got uh, your full time job, which is your home and then your your part time job, which is everything else. But I want to just uh, obviously just come to you and kind of piggyback on what I was saying last week and d- dive a, just a bit deeper Um, I've read the last thing I read to you all was Psalm 19. And obviously, that is an amazing passage of scripture. And when I read through it, uh, I I thought about it. And I was like, you know what, I just read it, it didn't, you know, kind of, you know, go into depth. So I actually just want to focus on one particular part of Psalm 19. And then I'm going to concentrate on one particular part of uh, 2, Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 It's going to be very simple today It's going to be very quick um, But I want you all to consider a few things One, I'll read the scripture for you uh, Psalm 19 verse 7 The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple And you got to think about a few things. One, it says the law is two things. It says the law, and then it's the testimony of the Lord. Now, the law of the Lord is what? Perfect. Being perfect. What does perfect mean? The word perfect actually in Hebrew is tamim, which means (laughs) brace yourself, blameless, complete, entire, full, intact, with integrity, sincere, unblemished, upright, one who is perfect, or that which is perfect, whole, without blemished, without defect. Now, this word is actually used several times in the scripture, and its usage in scripture, actually, uh, when it talks about the lamb that was brought to uh, sacrifice, You you know, in Exodus, like this is the lamb that should be tamim, it should be blameless. It should be unblemished. Uh, But what this scripture is saying, what David is actually saying, the Psalter is saying here is that the law of the Lord is perfect. It is without blemish. It is upright. It's entire. It's complete. It's full. Now that kind of took me at, you know, kind of took me back a little bit because I'm like, wait a minute. If you're saying that the law of the Lord is perfect, then that means what? The law of the Lord is perfect. Now, would it come from imperfect people? That is a question that I have been kind of struggling with because the Bible and the Scripture, and it's okay to ask these questions. You know, um, when you when you look at it, like who wrote these things out? Who actually put them pen to paper? Did God Himself do this? Did He come down, and did He, you know, just kind of? Uh, Just put pen to paper and make it so that these 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 words were on scripture. Now, that's a great question. Now, here's the problem. The answer to that is in scripture. But when you look at a few different versions of the scriptures, what happens is you can get confused. And I grew up Southern Baptist kid on the King James Bible. And if I look at Second Timothy 316 in the King James Bible, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. If you look at the New American Standard, it says all scripture is inspired by God. Kind of gave me a little bit of a, a taken back because I'm like, OK, it was inspired. So that means the men wrote it. So that means that since the men wrote it, that they were inspired, it's like, okay, I get my inspiration from God. Is it the same thing as, uh, well, you know, um, I'm remodeling my bathroom and I got my inspiration from, uh, what I saw at home Depot or Lowe's, or, uh, I was watching one of those, you know, you know, shows on HGTV and I got inspiration and then I went out and I did you know, whatever I saw? Is it the same thing? Is that the same thing as what is being said in the scripture where it says all scripture is breathed out by God? Let me answer this question by giving you the in-depth look at that actual passage. My favorite version, and I'm not Uh, scared to say it, is the English standard version, or as people that really know what it is, is the extra special version. And I'm going to read this to you in the English standard version. It says, all scripture is breathed out by God. Now, I'm just going to take that part of the scripture, and I'm going to tell you exactly what that means. If you look at this scripture in the actual Hebrew, uh, if you look at it uh, in its actual Text. Let me pull this up here. The word is theoptenos. Theopnostos is I don't I'm not Greek, so don't look at me crazy. <laughs> Theopnestos. Nustos. Theopnostos. That's what it is. Theopnostos. Sorry. Oh, I, I, could, I could just see all these Greek students just cringing as I say it wrong. It's okay. It's okay. I'm the solar brother. <laughs> I believe it. I just can't say it all the time about that. Theopstinos, theopnostos, theopnustos. Say that five times fast. And <laughs> with with the knowledge that I have, which is very limited, theopnustos is the word. It means God breathed, breathed out by God. And, you know, it's funny. As I look this up uh, in the Greek, it's only in the, the, the scriptures one time. One time. That's it. With it being in the scriptures one time, one is extremely important. With with it being that important, 2 Timothy 3.16 is the only place that this actual word is in the scriptures. So Paul said it one time to one person, but it was very significant. Why? Because this means God breathed. It also means inspired by God but understand that it was God who breathed out this this word. Now. I'm Moses, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing God give me words. OK, yeah, you could do that. God is giving me the words to say and I'm 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 all write, And I'm writing these things out. or to say because that would be the prophets. Uh, they spoke the words of, of God. Um, so are they my words or are they God's words? Now, there was a very big penalty to pay if you claimed to be from God and you were a prophet and you gave a uh, some type of prophecy that this was going to happen and it did not happen exactly the way that you said it was going to happen, because you're saying, thus says the Lord, if that's the case, then you die like. It's, it doesn't get any simpler than that. You die, <laughs> so you got to be really careful when you say that something is uh, uh, the opnustos. The opnustos. I like the new the opnustos. Got to be really careful when you say something is the opnustos because if it's not the opnustos, then you will die. Now, I want you to understand something about the way scripture is set up and the way God has done it. Now, God is in the middle of all of this in the first place. It is God who is doing everything. It is God who is inspiring. It is God who is breathing. So if me, me, myself as a Christian is saying that something is infallible or let me let me go backwards. If I'm saying that something is Fallible. If I'm saying that scripture is fallible, if I'm saying that there is some type of error in scripture, then that makes me the judge of God's scripture. That makes me say to God, you know what? I'm the one who is saying, no, I, I think that something is wrong there, or I don't think you have that correct, or there's something wrong with that. You know what it really, really comes down to? It really comes down to how sinful we are, how bad we are at understanding what God is. Now notice the problem is not God. It is us. It is us. That's the problem. We're the ones sitting there like, no God, I think, I think we should change that. Or I don't like this. It really comes down to that. It's something in scripture that we don't like, like the whole idea of us being blameless and us being, uh, uh, perfect and us being holy. We don't like that. And I get that because that is a difficult task, But then you got to understand that you are not the one that's supposed to be doing these things by yourself because you can't do it by yourself. It doesn't matter how hard you try. You can try, try, try all you want, but there is no way ever you will be able to completely and (laughs) I love this word infallibly keep all of the law, keep all of the words that are in Scripture. But guess what? There's someone who is infallible, who is perfect, who is whole, who is without blemish, who is without defect, that will give you the power to actually do that. We rely on ourselves and we think to ourselves that we know more than God. That's really what the infallibility inerrancy uh, argument boils down to. We think that we are able to I I don't, I don't know how to say this. Uh, the 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 uh, uh, the, the or the the, nustos, the It will be man neustos. I, I guess that's how you would say it. Or or uh, uh, I'm 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 doing Hebrew and English now. Uh, in, uh, Hebrew and Greek now. The ish neustos, because <laughs> the ish and the isha is man and woman in Hebrew and and in the Greek the neustos is the breathed. We think that we have the inspiration and we're the ones that's giving it. I can point to, to, to five different teachers right now off the back of my head. And I, I hate to call them teachers because they're not really teachers. But the way that they do things is like, thus says the Lord, this prophecy, that prophecy, this thing, that thing. They all have said and come out with these crazy and insane prophecies that did not come to pass. I'll give you a a perfect example. There's a pastor in California that said that his town would be a booming, booming economic uh, center uh, for the the state of California, and it would happen in like 2007 or 2008 or sometime in that time frame. That city that he was in, that city just like – it not only was not the economic boom that they thought it was, it literally started burning. It started burning. Something that never happens, which is a fire tornado, hit the town of Redding, California. So now, not only is it not a booming economic uh, uh, system and all these not only that and, and let me be clear uh, bill johnson did not get that he didn't he wasn't the one that said this it was somebody else that he claimed to be accurate you can go and look this up he said it with his own mouth he said that they were going to be an economic boom a fire tornado a tornado came through like it was like a fire like wildfires and then tornado so when hot uh, air and cold air meet they make a a, a tunnel a funnel that is exactly what happened in that area. So not only did it not happen, but the exact opposite happened. The point is not that Bill Johnson is a false prophet and a heretic. That's not the point, but that is kind of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when you look at what that is being said and what they have said many times that were wrong, they should die. They, should be, they would be stoned uh, or burned uh, at the stake if you want to bring it a little bit more modern to the 16th century that is where they are so i want you to understand that um the theostenos is 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 a very hard understanding of what scripture does but the bigger picture is that god is in control of all of it like he's not just you know He's not just, you know, kind of arbitrarily just giving words and hoping that these words would actually make it to Scripture. No, God is controlling all of it from everything. Remember our our uh, definition for sovereignty. God is in control of all things at all times, in all places, of all people, everywhere. I kind of slaughtered that, but you get the point. That's the whole thing. Please understand that this just is not just something that is, 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 you know, has to do with, um, uh, just, just, it's not arbitrary. God is not this arbitrary being that just throws the dice and hopes that man does what he wants. No, he is in the heavens. He does what he chooses as he wills. So why would a God that is sovereign, that is completely in control of everything, why would he allow man to write something that he didn't mean, that he didn't want in Scripture? Well, the, the canon, you know, the, you, the, the Bible was canonized. And, and very quickly, the canon of Scripture really, really has to do uh, with the fact that the Scriptures were uh, looked at. And I'm, I'm going to give you the very elementary meaning of it. Uh, a council. Of men, a group of men took the scriptures and, uh, well, what would uh, be the scriptures? They took the law, the law was the law, the prophets, uh, minor and major prophets, uh, then the gospels, the epistles. Um, what they did was they took all of those and they compared them to one another and all of them went into one uh, consolidated book. Now, with that being the case, there were some books that were left out of the Bible. The reason why they were left out of the Bible were for a couple of reasons. One, they didn't line up with everything else. Now, they're not saying that they are bad books. You know, they are some books that, you know, good for reading, you know, good for understanding the times and, and all those things. But those books that are in the Bible, the 66, the 39 in the Old Testament, the 27 in the New Testament, all of those books are actually there because this uh, counselor put them together. Now, I say that on the earthly realm because this is the thing. God was the one that was orchestrating that entire operation. If you believe something different, if you believe God left it up to man to do any of those things, you already see what 2020 has brought us. So you can't even at all say that it was man that was doing it. No, God was the one that was orchestrating it. God gave man one time. To, and it wasn't even a choice it was still God in the working and, and Adam messed the entire thing up and ask your wife when she uh, or any woman that has had a child and to understand how bad of a decision uh, Adam had actually made like this is this is all in God's plan He's sovereign he is control in control of every single thing that happens now if God was not in control then yes. These men would have wrote from their sinful heart. I am grateful that God did not have David write from his sinful heart, that Moses didn't write from his sinful heart, that somehow if if, if somehow if Noah, the drunk at one point in his life, wrote something, you know, it would be from his sinful life that they didn't allow Judas Iscariot to write uh, Judas Iscariot to write a, a book of the Bible. Please understand that this was God's, this was God's doing. He is completely in control of every single thing. I'm going to break off right here. And I'm going to uh, come back next week and talk more about the inerrancy of Scripture. This isn't something that I can just do on one podcast. I try to keep these quick and simple. Um, I'm even longer than what I usually am. I actually, the the music automatically comes in, but I muted it. (laughs) So, and I can control that. Uh, Not because I'm God, because I am the guy on the switchboard. That's why. Uh, But I want to uh, encourage you all to look at a few things online. One. If you go to YouTube... Um, he actually uh, R.C. Sproul actually goes through the inerrancy of scripture he talks about uh, John Calvin and the indicia and uh, what that is all about uh, that's a, an amazing uh, uh, video to watch um, also this has nothing to do with the inerrancy of scripture but I want you all to uh, look at this because it does have to do with the Solar brother uh, if you go on to this is another Ligonier thing if you go on to uh, your favorite podcast uh, platform which is is this one, I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, "Luther in Real Time" by Ligonair Ministries. Uh, it is uh, narrated by Barry Cooper, Barry Cooper, who has a, a, an amazing uh, English or uh, uh, non-American accent. I put it that way because I don't know if it's English, if it's Scottish, or what it is. Uh, but that is it, it's it's a dramatized version of what Martin Luther was going through uh, the last couple of years before. No, well, after, during, before, during, and after the actual nailing of the 95 Theses uh, to the uh, Wittenberg Castle. And I will, I will, I will exclaim this. I beseech you to listen to those. It is really good. And it kind of gives a a very cool uh, version of the, uh, the, the order of events that are happening. Here's the problem with that they're not all out yet. Um, They come out at random times like me. I'm an every Thursday type of guy. So you're going to get this on Thursday. Uh, Sorry, every Friday. (laughs) That's the other podcast. Every Friday, you're going to get this one. Um, But you know, when it comes down to it, uh, if you just subscribe, just like I tell you to subscribe to this one, you will get all of those you will get mine, you will get that one. But I definitely uh, uh, recommend that actual podcast to you. It comes out randomly, like I said. So I think the next one, might be december 10th uh, because they mentioned that in the last one because the last one was on december 2nd which was two days ago thank you all for tuning in to the solar brother podcast i appreciate you all listening please leave a five-star review and subscribe and also share the podcast with the friend the more you share the more you uh subscribe the more you leave a uh a five-star review the higher this podcast actually goes up and people more people are able to see that so i would appreciate that all right until next time i wish you love peace and sola.